0: I can tell, as Todd was sharing with us a while ago, in their lives right now, it's all about him. And with everything that's going on in their lives today, it's difficult. For us to be at the place where it's all about Him. Are you there? Are you at that place where it's all about Him? What a time of uncertainty. The economy is worse than it's been in my lifetime. unfortunately, there aren't too many of you here that are older than me this morning. A few, but not many. Businesses are closing at an alarming rate. People are losing jobs faster than ever before. Never in our nation's history... Have homes been foreclosed on at the rate we've seen in the last two years? Throw in that mix, the stressors that we have in everyday family life. The adjustments that you and I constantly need to make in order to get to know the people we're living with, even though we've been living with some of them all of their life, add to that mix a health care crisis or two, an expectant child that has issues. Or the teenager that has issues. Or the wife that has issues. Or the husband. Or the aging parent. We begin to comprehend... Where those around us are living. I don't know about you, but I need to have something that is constant, something that I can always depend on, something that's not going to go away something that cannot be affected by the economy or the house that I live on in or even my own health and we look around the world that we live in and there are all kinds of people and all kinds of things that people in our land and in our world are looking to to be able to depend on Go into downtown Seattle this weekend, and you'll find that there is a large multitude of people depending upon pot. I told Dale this morning, it's the first place I ever lived where they had their own pot festival. <laughs> What's going on in Seattle this weekend? It's huge. What can we as Christ followers know for certain and really be able to depend on? What can we just bank every day on? If you have your Bible with you, turn to the 23rd Psalm. Almost everybody I run into, whether they're believers or not, have at least heard the 23rd Psalm. It's one of those familiar things. It's one of those places that everybody, non-believers and believers, turn to to find some kind of comfort or some kind of encouragement. My fear is that people really don't know what they're looking for and what God's trying to tell them in those few words. Let's look at it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay, we read it. Is that supposed to do something for me? It usually doesn't when we just read it. You know, we go to the funeral service, and the preacher that's conducting the service somewhere along the way probably will read the 23rd Psalm, and you will listen, sort of, kind of. And he will read it, hoping you will get some comfort from it. And you'll listen, sort of, kind of, and it'll go away. And you'll still be needing something to depend on. While all the while, God is giving you a whole list of things here that you as Christ followers can depend upon. Let me share those with you for a few minutes. As a Christ follower... What can I depend on in the uncertain times? When the paycheck stops coming in. When the baby's sick. When the marriage is twisted and turned and almost torn asunder. What can I depend on? There are some things that God says are certain. The first of those is that He... Is going to meet your need. Take that. Hold on to that. This is not some quick fix, but it is an in depth, personal, lifetime promise. Because the Lord is my shepherd, is the way that the Living Bible says it. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have everything that I need. There's nothing that I could possibly need that He will not provide me. This isn't an assurance. I may lose my home. I may lose my job, I may live in turmoil, but as a Christ follower, I absolutely know for certain that I'm going to have everything I need. The Israelites wandered around in the wilderness for 40 years. They didn't have anything but a tent, some livestock, every day. Every single day, God provided food. Every day. And every single time they needed it, God made water come running out of a rock in a barren desert so that they could be sustained. There is not a need that I have, that you have, that anybody as a Christ follower has, that God will not provide. Paul said in Philippians chapter 4, But my God shall supply all of your need according to His riches in glory. David said in the Psalms, in Psalm 37, I've been young and now I am old. I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Here's what it means to us, folks we don't have to worry, we don't have to live in a state of fear. We don't have to live in a state of dread, wondering what's going to happen today or tomorrow or next week. I understand that there's biblical wisdom in planning for the future. But worrying and fretting and and trying to figure it all out on your own is not planning for the future. I'm not going to waste my time worrying about what's going to happen tomorrow. Because I'm planning... To be taken care of. There have been multiple times in my life. When I've said. I don't know. What he's going to do. Or how he's going to do it. All I know. Is that God's going to take care of me. And when you know that. It changes your life. The psalmist says you can depend on the fact that God is going to take care of you. What else can we depend on as Christ followers according to this few verses? We can depend on being refreshed and restored. The psalmist said He restores my soul He restores my soul He leads me beside what? Still waters. Places of refreshment and contentment and as He leads me beside the still waters He restores Think about this Just what is it that's going to be restored? It's that inner person. It's that strength to keep on keeping on when it looks like everything is lost. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, Therefore we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man be perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Jesus said in Matthew 11, Come unto me, all ye who are labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul." If we're feeling weary, and I don't know anybody who's never been there, I get weary sometimes. If we're feeling stressed out, if anybody has the earthly, physical right to be stressed out, Todd, it's you. Jesus says, when we're there, come to Him. Don't try to do it alone. We so often want to wait and wait and wait. We try this, we try that, we try this. And when all hope is gone, maybe, maybe, we'll come to the Lord. Sometimes, instead of coming to the Lord, we just give up. When He says you can depend upon the fact that I will refresh you and restore your soul. Take His yoke upon you. Come under His leadership. Put yourself in the place where God calls you to be. In the message we read in Philippians 4 don't fret or worry instead of worrying pray let petitions and praises shape your prayers letting God know your concerns before you know it a sense of God's wholeness everything coming together for good will settle you down it's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. David said, He leads me to green pastures. That's life-sustaining. The psalmist said in Psalm 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Now, I understand that we think it's best To take this word soul to mean the inner man, and it does mean that, but the Hebrew that's used here can also be equally translated to mean my passion. So let me ask you how is your passion for life? How is your passion for your work? How's your passion for your marriage, for your relationship with your spouse? He restores my passion. When I come under His leadership and into the place that He wants me, Not only can I depend upon Him providing my needs and restoring my soul and refreshing me, I can depend upon Him leading me in the right direction. I love this part. I just absolutely love this part. The psalmist said, He leads me in paths of righteousness. First of all, I like the fact that He leads it's not a driving force, but He leads. And there is something in the hearts of Christ's followers that desires to please the Lord. And I find such a comfort in the reality and the truth that I don't have to try to keep me on the right track. I don't have to depend upon my wisdom, Paul. I don't have to depend on knowing all the answers. Because my great shepherd is leading me in the paths of righteousness. And if he's leading me there, I don't have to worry about where I'm going. Because he's not going to steer me wrong. Why God leads us the way that He does? Ryan, do you know why God takes us from this place to this place? If we know why He does that, it makes us be able to depend more upon the fact that He's going to do it. You see, the psalmist says that he leads us in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He leads us to the places that He leads us. He leads us in the ways that He leads us. He leads us to be involved in the things that we're to be involved in because when we follow His leadership, it's not only good for us, but it brings Him honor and glory and magnifies the name of Jesus Christ. So if His leading... Is going to be for His glory if I follow His leading, then His leading is always dependable. Because He's not going to lead me somewhere that's going to bring a disgrace to the kingdom or to the name of the Father. We need to understand that. We need to grab a hold of that. We need to depend upon that reality. We can also depend upon the fact that we will be safe and protected by Him. Really? Can I really depend upon that? What's the psalmist say? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not be afraid. Do you know how many times I hear people who have a family member close to death look at me and say, He's so afraid. She's so afraid. Do you really know that for Christ followers, there is absolutely nothing to be afraid of? Nothing. Does that mean that we're never going to have the tough times or we're never going to get hurt or we're never going to face things like Bree and Todd are facing today? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that when I'm smack in the middle of what looks to be the worst possible situation I could be in, there's nothing to fear because Jesus is here. And when I'm afraid, I'm depending on me and not Him. So when I'm afraid, at that moment I'm not actively being a Christ follower. I have that potential. But it's not activated. I've decided in this situation, in this circumstance, I'm going to depend on me instead of following Christ. Because he says, you can depend upon being safe and protected. I read a story some years ago about a first grader who they were talking about in their class what they were going to be when they grew up. And he stood up and he said, when I grow up, I'm going to be a lion tamer. And I'm going to have lots of lions in a great big cage. And I'm going to go into that big cage with my whip and crack that whip. And they're going to growl and show their teeth. He stopped and thought about it. And he said, But I'll have my mommy with me. And that first grader's mind knew that he could depend upon his mommy. And it would be okay. He wouldn't have to be afraid. When I walk through the fire, I don't have to be afraid. Because I'll be safe and protected. Protected. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into the fiery furnace. They weren't afraid of the furnace. They weren't harmed in the furnace because they were depending upon Jesus. Daniel put in the lion's den safe and protected Every need being met. What about you? Are you afraid today? What have you been worrying about? As a Christ follower, you don't have to worry about that. I'm also being assured that I can depend upon abundant blessing. Verse 5 says, You prepare a table before me, a a feast of good things. And you do this in the presence of my enemies. Well, you know, Ephesians 6 talks about those enemies and he says they're not human beings. They're of a spiritual nature. They're superhuman. In the presence of enemy, God prepares a table of blessing for you and me. Ryan talked about an enemy that didn't want the kids to get to camp this year. There is that enemy and he wants to rob us of our relationship with Christ and the Father. But as a Christ follower, we can depend upon being abundantly blessed. Do you understand today that everywhere you go, God is going before you? If you are a Christ follower, He's going before you to prepare blessings for you to receive. Everywhere you go. We discover those blessings as we follow the shepherd and remain in his presence. Here we are at the Lord's table, and he provides everything that we need. What about that? Abundant blessings. I like this next part, too, because it says I can be, depend upon being overtaken with mercy and goodness. Surely, that means it's an absolute certainty. Surely, goodness and mercy shall what? shall follow me all the days of my life. Now, catch this. Catch this. There's God out there in front of us preparing abundant blessings. And here comes God from behind us, overtaking us with mercy and goodness. You say, how can he be there and how can he be there and coming together? I don't know. I don't care. He's God. I'm me. That's His worry. How can He be Father, Son, Holy Spirit all the same and yet three? I don't know. I don't care. He didn't ask me to figure it out. He said, believe it. Depend on it live your life knowing that these are absolute certainties. If there was ever a time that we needed to know something that was absolute, we live in that time. These are absolute certainties. God is preparing that table as He comes to surround us. With goodness and mercy. What are you expecting to overtake you this week? Think about your life for a minute. Think about the events of last week and the events of the week or month prior. Think about the challenges that lie ahead. What are you really expecting to happen? That ought to be a real easy answer, guys. For Christ followers, if you understand what these few words are saying, that ought to be a really easy answer. I'm not going to sit around and worry and fret about what might happen, what might not happen, what could happen, what should happen. I don't care. I'm expecting one thing. To be blessed. To be blessed. Today, and tomorrow, and the next day, and the day that I die, I'm expecting to be blessed on an ongoing basis. And finally, it says that we can expect to enjoy the fellowship of God and His people. Surely, I will dwell in the house or the presence of the Lord forever. Now, I expect all of these things in my life. But you can only expect this to be a part of your life if you're a Christ follower. This isn't for the Buddhist. This isn't for the atheist or the agnostic. This is for Christ followers. And it's imperative that as David penned these words, you hear what he said in the beginning. Because the Lord is my shepherd. Do you know what Jesus said about a shepherd and his sheep? He said, my sheep know me and hear me and follow me. Today and every day. What are you depending on? We're to that place where it's time for you to respond somehow. And the response has to be to, the, to this one question What am I depending on? And if it's anything other than Jesus Christ, I can expect to be miserable. Continually. In a moment, the ushers are going to come. You'll be able to respond with your tithe and offering. Ask you to put those connection cards in the bags as they pass them. There are places on the back of that connection card that you can mark, and the staff will pray for you tomorrow there are other places that you can mark and and Scott or Jerry or one of the other staff members will contact you. And aside from that, if you would like somebody to pray with you this morning while the offering's being taken, as we're singing that final song in a few moments, you come. We have... Church leaders that are more than happy to pray with you today about whatever the need is in your life.